Welcome to another edition of The Firmer File. We've been struggling with a horrible pandemic of COVID-19 for a few years. <clears throat> but there's another pandemic that, we've been, that we don't really talk about that's been going on for many years, and that's the sexual assault on women in the military. In 2012, an Academy Award documentary called The Invisible War disturbingly showed the extensive and almost cultural aspects of sexual assault of women and men in the military. It showed how the survivors had no justice afforded them and how often their perpetrators were in the chain of command. The film showed how the perpetrators were often moved around to other places where they raped again. The consequences were minimal and survivors were often told that their careers were at stake if they did complain. During the film, you saw how there were commission after commission of people in the military to discuss how pervasive this problem was and how the military did nothing to protect the survivors and punish the perpetrators. You would think after all this exposure to the problems and to the public and the attention, the Invisible War attained those things within the military to hold its members accountable would change the accountability and punishment for those actions. Well, you'd be wrong. In fact, little, if anything, has changed. <clears throat> year after year, there are, there are hearings that embarrassed senior military officials are brought in before Congress and asked why nothing has been done to protect them. Mostly women has nothing changed within the chain of command to change the culture. Year after year, the same embarrassed, half-assessed answers are given. Dodge when the response is, that is nothing less. And nothing has changed. Women are still assaulted and the perpetrators are still getting away with little consequence. Maybe the demotion of rank? As far as I'm concerned, the attack of one soldier against another is treason. It's alien abetting. Those who suppress or who do not prosecute these crimes are also enabling treason and should be charged as such, as far as I see it. But this won't happen as long as the chain of command is in charge of sexual assault until there is someone in the military who has the courage to file charges. Why? I, what I don't understand is why the hesitancy. What is it that these men who enable the attacks on women are wives or daughters? What is it with, with the men who are willing to have these women disposed of, especially when they share the uniform of the United States? Do we have racists in the military? Were they not screened in the culture of misogyny? Men with mommy issues or they spousal abusers. We know that rapists just don't happen overnight. If they rape in the military, they probably did it before and not get caught and probably will do it again. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York introduced the Military Justice Improvement Act years ago. The purpose of the act is actually quite simple. To remove the chain of command from the adjudication of sexual assault cases in the military. Unfortunately, it's not so simple. For years, senators like Imhoff and Reed have been against the bill. Senator Imhoff, chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, wouldn't even let it come to the floor of the Senate for a vote. Oklahoma newspapers have chastised Imhoff for the stance he's had on this to no avail. For some reason, this no-brainer of a bill needed 60 votes. I still don't understand why. A bill that would protect our, our women in uniform has been stalled for years. 
Is it like criminal cases where often the survivor of rape is not believed? Our women in the military are told, thank you for your service, but there are no medals for surviving sexual assault by fellow soldiers? And let's get something clear about here. This is not about sex. It's about control. Again, it's about what these men and women and their issues with women. Mommy issues? They are traitors. Year after year, Senator Gillibrand fought to get the passage of the Military Justice Improvement Act with support of many veterans groups, yet she still finds resistance from senators, including, including female ones, the ones they can't figure out. Identifying with the aggressor, the lack of sympathy for a different class of women, the resistance I'm seeing is from mostly white members of the GOP. Is it a generational thing with men having a problem with women in the military that they don't believe they should be there in the first place or questions about sexuality or their own and a discomfort about these issues? A blind paternalistic to authority, what's still there, the old white men, the good old boys mentality when it comes to women? I think it's fair game to ask what these questions are and what's motivating them. I think it's fair to ask these questions during hearings and put the men on a spot. This is emotional. It is not just an issue of what's in a bill. I think how you vote on something is determined by how you feel about things. And and how you say, thank you for your service, how incredibly insulting and infuriating that must be to these women. As noted, as far as I'm concerned, one soldier attacking another is treason. I can assure you that if court-martial started to occur swiftly and predictably, we might see a change. But I want to see if that vote comes in comes in, and for a vote soon. Groups like Vote Vets and Protect Our Defenders are involved in lobbying senators. I am hoping this time that it passes. In the meantime, I think we really have to study the disease in the pandemic against women in the military and how it's denied, and how it's trivialized. Has some sexual, some control issues distorting their individual lessons that put women soldiers in harm's way, while at the same time saluting their value? This is insanity, and as toxic as any disease. The vote in the Senate passing the legislation which would cure this disease and finally rid us of the white male toxins. Good luck, Senator Gillibrand. Just one thing. And I have mixed feelings about this. Major General William Cooley of the Air Force is being court-martialed for sexual assault. The first major general in U.S. history to be charged. The judge will be Colonel Mark Milham. I am all for due process. What I'm hoping for is that this isn't more the same and that the military takes the idea of due process in an even feeling, even playing field, regardless of rank, even for a first time. Stay tuned.